Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Radical Vision, Radical Love. Our text from Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 43rd through the 45th verses. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Imagine for a minute that you live in a small fishing village on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and you hear about a young preacher and teacher who's taking the countryside by storm. He has a special charisma. He's been healing people and and performing miracles. And what he talks about, they say, is amazing. There are rumors that he may be the one who will lead your people out from under Roman oppression. Everybody says you must hear him. And so you go to the hillside outside Capernaum, where this man Jesus is about to deliver this message. You push your way through the enormous crowds. You find a spot on a gentle slope not far from where he stands, surrounded by his disciples. You don't know what to expect, but when the young man opens his mouth, you are shocked. He tells the crowd, the poor will inherit the kingdom of heaven, the meek will possess the earth, and the peacemakers will be called children of God. These are strange words in a place where the rich control the kingdom, the powerful possess all the land, and the warriors are treated like gods. These words of Jesus are opposite anything you've ever heard, especially when he gets to the part instructing you to go the extra mile, turn the other cheek, love your enemy. I wonder how many people on that mountain got up and just walked away. This is a pretty extreme message, and the words haven't changed in more than 2,000 years. This is still what Jesus preaches today. The Sermon on the Mount is at the heart of of how we are called to live the Christian life. To give when others take, to serve where others refuse, to love our enemies. So what does that mean? Are we really expected to try to live this out day to day in the 21st century? I mean, have they seen CNN and Fox News? I think sometimes we prefer to think of Jesus as a sweet and gentle friend who doesn't make too many demands on us, who holds baby lambs and and has children following him all the time, who softly calls, Come to me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Those are his words, and that is part of who he is, but that is not all of who Jesus is. There is much more to Jesus than that, and to limit Jesus to that picture is to limit ourselves. Because Jesus makes demands of us that are extreme. You see, Jesus is a radical. He sees life for us that can go beyond anything we can imagine. That is radical. That is extreme. He commands us to love in a way that seems unreal. But I suggest to you today that in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus offers us a step-by-step guide 
to that impossible way of life. Radical vision, radical love. We tend to think of radical as edgy or extreme, like wearing tattoos or piercing your navel or calling for a revolution. I remember back in the days when everybody wanted to be radical. At least in my world, we loved Angela Davis and Huey Newton and Malcolm X. Radical was a political word. And Jesus was political. The notion of Jesus as radical comes first out of the context of his heritage. You cannot separate Jesus from his Jewish tradition. God chose these people and this time to step into history. So when Jesus preaches about loving your enemies, he's taking on the status quo. This is as political as you can get. The general understanding of the Hebrew scriptures was that God would establish his kingdom on earth by destroying his enemies. It was good to hate enemies who were not just sinners, but equally as importantly, were were nations that wanted to destroy Israel. So Jesus steps into the spotlight and says, no, you should not retaliate. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. This is difficult teaching. This is not about emotion or sentiment. Jesus is taking on the law. He says, I didn't come to abolish the law, but fulfill it. Because he knew the law was more than just a confusing mass of rules. The law, as God laid it out, was as much about heart as anything else. It is our expression of God's love for us. It's radical in the context of Jesus' definition. It involves believers who are willing to take love to the very limits. If you want to follow me, deny yourself and take up my cross every day and go where I go. When we take up that cross and follow Jesus, we, we will go places we've never been before, and we will do things we've never done before. In order to go where Jesus goes, you're going to need to see further than the world sees. And that is what Jesus meant when he said, don't store up yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but store up your treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you are focused on what the world considers important, your vision is short-sighted, myopic. Your actions will be restricted and confined. And this is a problem for us as as Christians. When we get so much like the world in our self-serving desires and interests, our goals are limited. We, We don't think about obeying God. We don't think about going far. If you go to the bookstore right now and look for information on vision and purpose, you're going to find endless titles. And and you'll find a lot of information. Most of them are about careers and power and financial success. And they include a lot of questions. What are the 10 things you most enjoy doing? What three things must you do every single day to feel fulfilled in your work? These books may have some good information. I've not read them cover to cover, so I don't know. But I don't think from what I've seen that they include the information from Jesus. And if Jesus is not in them, then they're missing the most important point. You see, without Jesus, we're talking about limited vision. Jesus, as the Son of God, has the master plan for creating boundless vision for our lives. And that's what I like to describe as radical vision, vision that focuses on treasures in heaven. Then you see what God wants you to see. As a result, you take godly actions 
actions that have lasting impact. There are some monks in Greece. They're called the, the praying monks of Athos. Their, their home is considered the oldest monastic community in the world. I saw it on TV once. All they do every day, 24-7, is pray. Now, they don't ever see the results of their prayers. They're not looking for it. It doesn't matter to them. They understand that prayers are lasting. Lasting is what we want to, to do. We want to do things that will last. We want to say things that will last. We want to live our lives so that we have a lasting impact on the world, on the universe, and pleasing to God. Radical vision is a vision that is so rooted in faith that one stands firmly against any current, be it social, political, or spiritual, that, that might pull others away. It's, it's knowing who you are and whose you are. I always think of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King because I believe he had a radical vision. It's a, it's a vision for the long haul. When he was out working for civil rights, I don't think he was just thinking about his own self-interest. I don't think he was just thinking about the moment. I think he was thinking about the long haul. You know, people say King was a socialist and he was more a, 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 a political aspirant. But I think King was, was looking at the vision of God. It was the vision that set up the love, you see. And, and both vision and love came from Jesus. And those, those values were what undergirded the civil rights movement. People say, no, King was introduced to nonviolent resistance by Gandhi of India. But what you may not know is Gandhi was introduced to nonviolent resistance when he read the Bible, the Sermon on the Mount. Radical vision leads to radical love. King encouraged porters and maids and hairdressers to imitate Jesus, to love the sheriff who put them in jail, to love the deputies who put the hose on their children, to love that state trooper who let the dogs bite them, to love the folks on the sidelines who spit on them and call them names. He wrote, It is a love in which the individual seeks not his own good, but the good of his neighbor. That means you don't choose who is worthy of your love. There's no distinction between friend and enemy. I don't love you because you are my neighbor. You are my neighbor because I love you. That is radical love. And that's political. Jesus says loving your neighbors, that's not really a big deal. Tax collectors do that. But he says you want to go further than that. He says you want to love to excess. Loving enemies, loving the other, loving people who don't look like you and, and don't act like you. That's radical love. It has to move you out from the sentimental and the emotional into the hard places in the world. Renowned theologian Henry Nguyen describes this kind of love as voluntary displacement. He writes, through voluntary displacement, we counteract the tendency to become settled and to forget the fundamentally unsettled position we share with all people. We are called to unknown places and unknown territories, out of our, our comfort zones, to the place where people are hurting and in need. If love does not stretch us beyond ourselves, it is not love. It may be affection, it may be romance, 
but it is not love. Love is total abandonment to the divine. It is over the top. It is excessive. It is radical. And it will take you places you never thought you could go. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love